talking about homeschooling with Dr. Selina Samuels, who's the chief officer with Cluey Learning, as uh, she's. Uh, come across some interesting figures uh, they've uh, done surveys with parents that, that have been staying home uh, teaching their children uh, during uh, these interesting times of lockdown in fact uh, 60% of parents said that it's had an impact on their lives with uh, at least um, 29% of uh, parents uh, just also feeling very much uh, the, the the same about it. But uh, I suppose it's been a, a good influence if you're down in populated areas such as cities a lot of the classes would have taken place live online in remote areas most of those classes would have been pre-recorded or children would have been given hard packs uh, to work from and uh, this uh, certainly been a noticeable uh, difference with private school learning and public school learning. Mm. So what has that difference been? Well, for uh, private schools, maybe parents have had the opportunity of having one-to-one time with their teacher following uh, the the learning of uh, the children. And uh, with uh, other students, uh, they've pretty much had to have winged it as uh, they've gone along. But most would agree it's been a certain time of interest. Also, 21% of parents thinking it's had a impact on their careers. Hello, Dr. Selena. Welcome to the program. Hello, Sandy. Hello, thank you. Lovely to be here. It is very interesting uh, talking to you. Chloe Learning, I mean, uh, tutorial, that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, we offer um, we offer tutorials for students in school, so students from years 2 to year 12 across the country, and we give them, it's all online. So we provide online um, tutoring for students like in small groups or in one-to-one. Um, and so we've been talking to a lot of parents and children across the country. We've just done a piece of research um, focusing... The, this piece of research is focusing on parents of primary age kids, although we're, we're just finishing a piece of research for parents of secondary age students and the, the students themselves. And it's given us some real insight into how parents and, of course, families have been going in this uh, new world of homeschooling. It's been an insight for me looking at some of those figures, because there's a good breakdown of, uh, yeah, what people have been thinking and the feedback. Yep. So we've got, um, I, I think it's interesting that on the, I guess on the negative, as you said, a large number of parents feel that their career has been impacted. And this is impacted some parents obviously more than others and 
actually, twenty nine percent admit that um, at home helping their children learn at home has negatively impacted the quality of life of that family. Um, but I would say that there have been a number of families equally who have said how much they've enjoyed having their kids home with them and being able to sort of work alongside them. Uh, and I think that the very encouraging statistic is that over 65% of the parents that we spoke to understand better how their kids learn, what they're doing at school, the way that they learn, and how best to support them. So coming out of this, we've got much better informed and I think more um, involved parents, which I think is a good thing for everyone. And hopefully a healthy respect for teachers. Oh, absolutely. And of course, as a teacher, I'm very happy about that. But the number of parents, of course, have been saying, wow, I, I never realised how hard it was before. I think we might see a, a little bit more of a sort of partnership between teachers and parents, uh, which I think will be really helpful, most particularly, of course, for kids. What has prompted this research to begin with? Well, we were very keen to understand how families actually feel. There's a lot of press around it. And there are lots of, um, you know, politics gets involved. We've seen it being a little bit messy in some ways with um, with departments of education saying one thing and, and potentially, you know, even the federal government saying something different. But we really wanted to understand how families were actually experiencing this. And what we, we wanted not just to understand how they might feel the kids are progressing um, academically, but also how they're feeling in terms of their enjoyment of learning. Because if they're having a terrible time, that's going to impact on their attitude to learning, which has a longer-term impact, of course, you know, as they go up through the school and, and into tertiary education or any kind of education. So um, on one hand, we've got some sort of a little bit worrying statistics. Um, you know, almost a third of parents believe their child has... Uh, their learning has suffered during the period. So, and certainly teachers are concerned that children are going to go back into school with gaps in their learning. And I think that's probably fair to accept that for some kids, learning at home hasn't been as straightforward as it has for others. So there are those concerns, but there's also a, a sense that perhaps we're all going to be better equipped as you said in your introduction, perhaps the better equipped to cope should something similar, let's hope it won't, but should something similar happen in the future. Peer learning is also a big factor. I mean, there's nothing like a bit of healthy competition between kids to get over the line. Absolutely. That's a very good point. And that was an interesting statistic, I think, that 47% of the parents we spoke to believe that the lack of peer-to-peer -peer learning as a consequence of being isolated at home has had a big impact on the challenge for children. Um, and I think that kids do learn really well together. A lot of research tells us that peer-to-peer -peer learning is very powerful for kids. So learning in that kind of environment, it doesn't have to be a big class. Even just having one peer that you can bounce ideas off um, it can be very powerful for children because they talk to each other in a different way to the way they talk to adults. And sometimes they can explain things to each other better than adults and even teachers can. 
So that is definitely something, and I know that kids who are going back to school next week are very keen to be with their friends again. And as they are connecting up with friends again, will we see perhaps a little more online learning maybe just done a little bit through the school systems? Look, I think that's a very interesting point. I think you're right. I think what we're really seeing is there's been a shift in our our understanding and relationship with online learning across the country and across the world for that matter. Whereas there was this view that it would all be a disaster. Um, Actually, our research showed us that a a lot of children, many more than we expected, really loved online learning. And I would say as well that educators are probably much less against it than they were. Um, Partly the difficulty was that they had to make a shift from teaching kids in in a classroom to teaching them online in a very short amount of time. So that caused all sorts of problems. But they're starting to see that kids do learn online. They can learn remotely. And, of course, children who've been learning remotely because they're in isolated areas have been learning effectively for a very long time. So... I think there's been a shift in understanding what online learning looks like and possibly a shift in... We've made a leap from thinking that it's just taking what you do in a classroom and putting it onto the computer when we know that that what works in the classroom isn't the same as what works online. So making that shift, I think, has been really important and may make it easier for kids who are remote to have a better quality of education which I think in the end is going to be a great positive outcome. And there's also been different uh, platforms used as well by uh, parents. I mean, you've had Blackboard, you've had TikTok, you've had ABC (laughs) Online Learning. It would have been really interesting navigating all or taking them bits and pieces off like a menu. Well, absolutely. I mean, the ABC education content is fantastic. Um, I know that TikTok is a whole new thing and actually I've seen some interesting stuff done by drama teachers using TikTok as a a, a platform for kids to create all sorts of little videos and little dramas and that sort of thing. I think there's just so much available that can be really productively used. The important thing and this is something that I think educators are really understanding, I think parents are understanding, is that to be more open-minded about the resources out there, but most importantly, <clears throat> making sure that children are doing something active when they're learning online. They're not just sitting and watching, but they're doing something with what they've what they've learned. And actually, you know, TikTok's a great platform because kids have kids are encouraged to participate, and it's that participation which is all where, where the learning really happens. So I think there's been some great things that have come out of this. Um, And, you know, one of the statistics that we found and you referred to was how kids in regional and rural communities and areas in Australia were far less likely to have any kind of connection with their teacher during the period of of learning from home. And I think that perhaps teachers are starting to recognise that technology is a great connector 
and that they should really be using it to connect with the students directly. Um, I, I think a lot of positive um, understanding of, of technology in that way will come out of this rather than seeing it as always something to be feared. Yeah, interaction, all oh, hands up there with TikTok, as you've just pointed out, a little bit like playing video games in some sense <laughs> and uh, being creative about it. Have you guys learned anything at Cluey Learning Tutorial with the way you guys might uh, deliver assistance online with tutoring? we designed our platform from the start to be online so we designed the platform to, to be optimised for online learning and we have an interactive whiteboard so children and, and their tutors can work together and we have small groups so we can group kids up to four kids across the country together in a class and they work together um, utilising all that peer tutoring and as well as having a tutor there so we've developed all of these things with online in, in mind. And I think what we've learned is that for a lot of schools and a lot of teachers, they need, they, they just needed some sort of, they needed to be pushed to explore the opportunities for online learning. And this has been a, a push for them. It was a bit of a scary push to start with but they're beginning to see that there are ways that you can connect kids using technology with resources that are really powerful and to use it to personalise so that we're actually giving each individual child what that child means rather than just giving them a bunch of generic material that's available to everybody. Um, I think that's the thing that we, we feel very pleased that that's the way we designed our platform because it has emerged that that's really what kids are missing. Yeah. And uh, children going back to school now, do you reckon many of them will be feeling disadvantaged? Well, some will. Um, uh, there's been a lot of concern that there are going to be imbalances across, not just across different regions, although there will be that. I think... Um, probably within classrooms, depending on the sort of support they could get at home or their ability to function at home. Um, there's a lot of concern that there'll be gaps that need to be filled. And there was a recent um, report from Grattan Institute talking about the importance of not just hoping that all in the classroom together will solve that problem, but really encouraging schools and teachers and parents to look for additional support for kids, um, even when they're back at school, so that they can be supported so that we all get up and, and overcome any disadvantage. So we're going to see, I guess, it will be very interesting to see what those shifts and changes have been. Um, we won't have the NAPLAN results for this year, so it's going to be a little bit harder to understand how everybody is across the country, but I know that each state and territory will be very focused on assessing where they, their students are and, and what sort of support they might need. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting one, especially for Year 9s. Uh, yeah. Dr Samuels, we'll have to do this again when you get the other figures in. It's been... Oh, to. It's been a pleasure meeting you. It's been a pleasure talking to you and to all your listeners, Sandy. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Yes, bye-bye. Bye. Dr. Selina Samuels, uh, she's the uh, chief officer at uh, Chloe Learning, which is a tutorial group. They came up with some interesting uh, figures there on home learning uh, during uh, the lockdown.